Hey y'all, welcome back to the Snake's Paw. Today we conclude our series, Marjorie and Houdini. This is part four, Broken Spirits. Good morning. Where have you been all night? In here. Alone? Yes. Did you sleep? Are we alone now? Yes. The servants? Downstairs. Bird? Asleep in his room. Your son? John is in his room listening to his radio. What are you doing? (laughs) We all know what your word is worth. (laughs) What do you think you'll find? Oh, there's no telling what you've done to this house while I've been away. You think I installed a secret door in the time it took you to do a single shift at the hospital? You certainly didn't pull this off all by yourself. (laughs) All that knocking and pushing, you look like Houdini checking the furniture. Don't compare me to that man. Well, it looked ridiculous when he did it. It looks ridiculous when you did it. Don't call me ridiculous. That goddamn radio! What are you doing? John, get down! Leroy! I hope you're satisfied you've terrified him. Good. Now he understands their conditions to my hospitality. Who's been here? I haven't brought anyone into the house. Music from outside the room. Furniture breaking. Pulling my mustache. You mean to tell me you did that yourself while I was holding your hand? I haven't told you anything yet. Someone pulled my mustache and I have words for them. It was me. Walter thought it and I did it. Everything I did was because Walter wanted it. And I couldn't tell you because I never knew when he was listening. He was afraid. Who's to say Walter hasn't been one of your tricks all along? How do I know that whole scene last night wasn't a spectacle designed to, to, oh my God, people are dying. I've got to get back to the hospital. Soon, Leroy. But first we have today. Houdini is coming and he'd love nothing more than to see you in this state. If you can pull it together, I'll tell you enough to get us through today. And then you'll have a full explanation afterwards. How do we do it? I'll know when I see what they're bringing and then I'll get word to you. How? You'll know. Just stay downstairs and pay attention. All right, then. We'll see how today ends for you. The door is already open, Birdie. I can see you. Beg your pardon? Heard a crash? Everyone all right? Just fine. There was a mishap with John's radio. Did it wake you up? Not at all. I've been up all morning at my typewriter. I just put the finishing touches on chapter 47, and now I'm ready for chapter 48, better known as today. The beginning of the end. History happens today, so whatever you say, say it eloquently. Good morning, Crandon. Morning. Have you had breakfast, Bertie, and among all that hard work? Oh, I had a tray brought in. Writing makes me ravenous. They gave me the message from Houdini's man, too. Message from Houdini's man? Is that news? Seems I buried the lead. Houdini and Mr. Collins will be here soon to drop off some equipment, and Mr. Prince will be joining soon after to get things underway. Now? Probably any minute. Why didn't anyone tell us? The servants might have been put off by the mishap with the radio. Well, that just makes breakfast all the more urgent. As I mentioned, I already had some- For us, Malcolm? Leroy, would you go downstairs and see what we can get set out quickly? I'm afraid we've put you to some trouble. What's the idea taking us by surprise? I'm surprised too. It's all Houdini's doing. You said they're dropping off equipment. What are they bringing? My dear, 
I'm here as a committee member. I have to guard committee secrets. How long do you stay a committee member? Until you make news and the book goes off to the publisher. After that, I'll just be a man in Boston. And he and his secrets will be at your service. And how would I get them? Would I say reach into his pockets? It's Houdini's fault for putting it in writing. If anyone asks, I left this lying in my room and you came across it while you were... Paying a visit? They're going to lock me inside of a box? That is the idea, but it doesn't have to happen. What do you mean? You can refuse. Hand and foot control are the standard, and you have the right to be tested like every other medium. And what happens if I say no? Houdini removes his contraption and we try again another day. I think we should go ahead. Are you serious? I think I can do it. My dear, I know you're capable of making today a smashing victory, and there's nothing I'd like better, but... When I see you so out of sorts, and knowing how emotional distress can affect these things, I'm inclined to hedge my bets. I just don't want overconfidence to get the best of you. So I'm dangerously distressed and overconfident. Your distress makes you determined. You don't like to lose. It's one of the things I like about you. Bertie, do you ever have any doubts? What do you mean? I mean, what if we learned something that meant going all the way back to square one? If I was afraid of that, I wouldn't be here. I only pick winners. Well then, I'll do my best to win for you. I really don't think that's wise. Listen, my worry isn't for me, it's for Walter. Yesterday put him off. If you want to make this work, don't ask him to put on a three-ring circus. Keep it simple. I'll do my best for you. But remember, I'm just one of three. You have veto power all by yourself. I don't want to find myself saying I told you so. I don't want that yeah. either. Just, just keep it like it is. All right. You okay back there? Okay, one last turn in. And there. Good morning, you two. Over here against the wall, Collins. Morning, Mrs. Crandon. Morning, Mr. Bird. Here we go. My goodness. Were you two planning to build a Trojan horse if we didn't let you back in? Just a new weapon in the war on the unknown. It's in so many pieces. Should we plan for this evening when you've had time to put it together? Not at all. A few nails and it'll be ready for showtime. Would you mind, Mrs. Crandon, if Collins measures your arm span? We want to make it as comfortable for you as possible. She hasn't agreed to do it at all. I see no problem with letting them build it. Give them some healthy exercise. Mr. Collins, whenever you're ready. Thank you, Mrs. Crandon. If you'll just stretch out your arms. Does your ruler fold up? That's right. Very useful for tight spaces. I've measured milk cans and every other little thing you can imagine to see if it'll fit one cubic Houdini. Look at this, Bertie. While we talk to spirits, other people are coming up with useful things. You can let your arms down, Mrs. Crandon. I'll just do a quick bit of assembly. Please excuse the noise. Look now, Houdini, this is an awful inconvenience to put our hosts to. First, being a nuisance to them in the morning with so little notice, then this racket, then asking Mrs. Crandon to adjust to a whole new kind of seance. She'll have time to familiarize herself with it. I will happily keep an eye on it while she gives it whatever sort of study she likes. And me? Will I have a chance to look it over? I don't imagine you'll be needing to. I see my little drawing made it to you, since it's lying over there in plain sight. Yes, Houdini, when I heard something was going to be built in our house, I wanted to make sure that Dr. Crandon and I saw the plans first. Bertie put up all the resistance he's capable of, but I insisted. Bertie, 
Would you take it down to Dr. Crandon and let him see what all this noise is about? And ask him about breakfast while you're there. Houdini, Mr. Collins, will you be wanting anything? I've eaten. Thank you, Collins. No, thank you, ma'am. Much obliged. Then just for the family and perhaps Dr. Prince. Bertie, would you ask Dr. Crandon to make sure that we have tea, coffee, and juice ready and that today is John's day to have an extra... Uh, here, I'll write it down for you. I, I think it's... I don't see why... I'll be back soon. And there we have it, all in one piece. Oh, that's got to be sweaty work, Mr. Collins. Are you sure you wouldn't like a drink, at least? We've got Cokes and lemonade and whatnot downstairs. Thank you, ma'am. Harry? Go ahead, Collins. Take a rest. Come back when you're refreshed. And suddenly we are conspicuously alone. Well, are you ready for today? Today will go how it will. My mind is on what's next. And what's that? Last night, after you all left, I spoke to Walter. Yes, we talk even when there are no investigators listening. I learned he's been overplaying how good things are over there. I'm worried about him. I'm sure any evil spirits will only need to hear him speak before they turn and run. You know, Walter died terribly and alone, and I was grieving him long before he became an inconvenience to your schedule. I apologize. I'm sure your brother was better than I've given him credit for. He wasn't. But he was good to me. Grief for a loved one is a fortunate burden. I speak about my mother at every performance. The memory is tender, but it is a delight to have her with me. Yes. She was a remarkable person, I gather. Last night, during that message, I felt bright, hopeful, as though she were in a much better place. Well, thank you. It's such a comfort to me to think that a better place exists and, and to think that there might be a way for Walter to get there. I wonder if, I know your feelings on all of this, but I wonder if experimentally you would be so kind as to join me for a few sittings to ask after where she is. Mrs. Crandon, I respect your grief, but I felt what I felt last night. Your feet were moving under the table. It may not have been enough to constitute proof for everyone, but it makes my way forward clear enough. Is that the issue? Yes, you caught me. I was getting my toes under the table leg. Is this a confession? I'm admitting to one point on which you're right. As long as Walter has been with us, I could feel what he wanted. And so I acted for him. Did our visitors come away thinking he had done those things himself? They did. But the ultimate thing they came to believe was true. Walter is there, the dead exist, and we can communicate. And would they have believed it if they'd only heard voices? So what I've done has been in service of the truth. The truth? The truth is that many, many times you have laid claim to physical mediumship, and in a few minutes we'll all be making a final judgment on that claim. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can help people understand that this investigation is asking the wrong questions. You can admit that there are things you don't know. You can accept that people under pressure have to say things they wish they hadn't and they don't deserve. Houdini, I don't believe you've met my son, John. Hello, John. John, this is the great Houdini. John is the easiest fan you've ever earned, Houdini. 
He hasn't even seen a show, but he knows all about you. Never seen a show? Well, that's no good. Wouldn't you like to see one of my shows? Yes. You should buy a ticket. Now, do you have any money on you? No. You must have changed somewhere. You know, coins can end up in the oddest places. Did you wash your hair today? <gasps> you really should be more conscious of your hygiene, John. It's a regular magpie's nest up there. Where else can we look? Up your sleeves, maybe? May I? Oh, yes, there's definitely something glinting down there. Let's give him a good shake. Hmm? <laughs> no money, huh? You are a one-man bank. That looks like enough for a ticket to me. Do you mind, Mrs. Crandon? Go ahead, John. Gather them all up. And what do we say? Thank you, Houdini. I'll see you at my show, then. John, run downstairs and have your breakfast. Scoot along now. Very impressive. Did you see how it worked? Parts of it. I spotted the coins between your fingers before you tousled his hair. Those tricks aren't meant to be viewed from behind. But you let me. Not so different from what you've already done, eh? It's just a matter of practice. You are capable of being so much more than Mrs. Leroy Crandon. The performance circuit's full of people who make an honest living with far lesser gifts than you have. You have so much faith in my abilities. I do. If you come clean to the others about the tricks you pulled yesterday, I would happily provide some contacts, help you make a fresh start with a clean slate. That's very kind, but... In my experience, the women in the magic world are assistants. Are you offering to make me your assistant? I already have an assistant. I have other talents you haven't seen yet. This is a charming lamp you've got. Where did it come from? What? Just a department store. Here they come. I imagine it won't do me any good to repeat what you've confessed. It's easy for you to deny. It is. But please consider the other things I've said. I would hate for my son to grow up hearing his mother was a fraud. Then don't be a fraud. What was that? Not another radio breaking? My fault. I just stumbled against that lamp as I was checking the room. Please excuse my clumsiness, Dr. and Mrs. Crandon. I'll, of course, pay to have it replaced. I can see that your apology is sincere. I accept it. What is this monstrosity? You expect my wife to sit in this torture device? No one in Boston has been locked in the stocks for 150 years. It looks more like my writing desk to me. First you dragged that cumbersome box into their house, now you're breaking their furnishings. Are you trying to upset her? Accidents happen, Bird. But I will say, Houdini, that box of yours does seem a blunt instrument. Look, if Marjorie can produce phenomena in the box, that will be a resounding success for her and will go a long way to convincing me of her authenticity. And if nothing happens, it will provide more information for scientists. It would create additional data. Do I have to remind you that we are not here just to gather data? We are determining the results of a contest funded by the magazine I work for. And those results will affect the reputations of our hosts. We've already had one seance without restraints. What's the point of doing the same thing over and over again? How would we learn anything new? Besides, if Marjorie doesn't object, why should you? Fine. Have it your way. Though we can't expect it to function as well as normal under these constraints. 
She isn't used to them. At the very least, we should demand simpler tasks. That strikes me as a sound recommendation, Houdini. I would prefer a full demonstration, but I'll settle for ringing the bell box and some light levitation. If you gentlemen are done determining my fate, maybe we should begin? Uh, let me fetch you your chair. Why exert yourself? This one is closer. But this is her usual chair. Oh, what does it matter? Any chair will do. All this quibbling is going to drive me batty. My apologies. I'm sure your usual chair is fine. Here you go, dear. Thank you. And pardon my outburst. We're putting you under needless stress. This is exactly what I was worried about. At the risk of breaking the camel's back, do you mind if I pat you down? Not at all. I always look forward to a good pat down. Prince, perhaps you'd like to search Dr. Crandon while I check Marjorie. We don't want you to feel left out, Dr. Crandon. I've never been patted down in my life. I've never patted anyone down in my life. A new experience for both of us. Hands over your head, please. <laughs> Quit that. Sorry, Dr. Crandon. I didn't realize you were ticklish. Crandon is clean. Same. Let's get you into our box. I promise we'll make you as comfortable as possible. Collins, you have the padlocks? Right here. After you, madame. How does it feel? Quite interesting. I always wondered what it felt like to be a piece of furniture, and now I know. I believe a fourth investigator has joined our ranks. What do you... Oh, John, what are you doing here? You're to stay in your room during our communions. You know that. Natural for the boy to be curious. Besides, he hasn't got his radio to keep him busy. <clears throat> Don't worry about your mother, John. She's just helping me test some equipment. Maybe Collins can keep an eye on the boy. Do you mind? I don't know if he should be listening in. Nonsense. I doubt he'll hear anything that surprises him. Seats, gentlemen. No sense wasting any more time. I'll get the lights. Collins, same procedure as last time. And no one goes in or out. Right. I'll be listening. Come on, John. Does everyone have their neighbor's hand? Yes. Mm hmm Any requests? We can start by ringing the bell, I think. That's fine. Walter, did you hear that? Are you there? Walter, come to us. Where are you? <clears throat> Walter, I know you can hear me. Ah, I knew it! I told you! I told you again and Hold again! Hold on a moment. You tried your very best to hamstring everything, but there it is, clear as day. Isn't it Walter who's supposed to be the one manipulating things? Where is he? We haven't heard from him today. If he's not here, who rang the bell? You're moving the goalposts. We wanted physical phenomena under restraints, and you concocted some severe restraints. There's your proof. What are you dunces babbling about? Walter, tell Houdini it was you who rang the bell. The bell rang? It was probably Crandon. They've got both my hands held fast. So they've left your feet alone. Monitor those two, gentlemen. The old fool would do anything to keep up appearances. Well, now that you're here, could you demonstrate some physical phenomenon for us while Marjorie is restrained? You could ring the bell, and we have a few objects here. What do you have her in? A container I designed. Like one of those things you pop out of during your shows? What a farce. Enough stalling, Walter. Ring the bell. Ding. Is this some kind of joke? Make something move. Show us how real you are. What's the point? I can make mountains move and you'd bend over backwards trying to explain it away. More talk. Pick up that hoop on the table. 
Touch my face. Prove yourself. Don't you ever feel silly talking with someone who you don't think exists? I'm talking to someone. I'm just not sure it's someone named Walter. Ring the bell. Move the table. Do something. Why bother? The game is rigged. Why? Because of the box? Well, that's hardly... Don't play dumb. You think Houdini would stop there? He's always got a backup plan. He's trying to distract us from the fact that nothing is happening. What's in it for you? How much are they paying you, Houdini? I am losing money today by skipping out on our performance. Walter, what are you saying? Check the box he's got her in. You'll find the evidence he's planted. What evidence? There's a ruler stashed in the box. That way, if the bell rings and things float around, he can accuse her of cheating. What? Collins, come in for a moment. Can we get that red light on? What is it, Harry? Where's your ruler? Right here on my belt. Well, that doesn't prove anything, as if you couldn't have more than one ruler. We don't even know if there is a ruler in there. We only have Walter's word. Open it up, then. We never should have had her in there in the first place. Collins, go ahead and unlock it. But even if there is a ruler, who's to say I'm the one who planted it? What are you suggesting? Marjorie smuggles in a ruler somehow. You patted her down. You searched both of us. You could have planted it in the chair you so thoughtfully brought over from the far side of the room. She could have hidden it someplace that propriety wouldn't allow me to check. Are you suggesting that my wife She knew she couldn't move anything in the box, but maybe with a ruler. And even if it didn't help, she could blame me for- It's a reach, Houdini. Here it is. A folding ruler. Different make than mine. That doesn't mean anything. Anyone could pick up a- Yes. I see. What's that, Walter? I see what's happening. I'm what do done you- with this. The tricks and the bickering and being a dancing monkey. These are not just tricks. We're trying to provide scientific support. What kind of scientist lives in the same cage as his lab rats? I'm on your side, Walter. I'd rather have incompetent enemies than incompetent friends. Even when you're right, you're right for the wrong reasons. But don't worry, Birdie. I have something for everyone. Especially my esteemed brother-in-law, the respectable surgeon, pillar of the community, neglecting his wife even as he smothers her, ditching the dying to hang out with the dead and with me. You wouldn't have given me the time of day when I was alive, and now you hang on my every word. I know you like to tease, Walter, And you'll put up with all of it just to see a scrap of the afterlife. You're spending your whole life wondering what it's like to be dead. There's plenty of time for that once you're here. Plenty. And Prince, you... Honestly, you seem all right. What are you even doing here? An excellent question. Houdini now. What can I say to someone who pretends I don't exist? Friendly warning. You keep tempting death. Eventually it's going to take you up on your offer. You're close to the edge. Best make the most of the time you've got. Sound and fury signifying nothing. Gentlemen, keep in mind that not a single object has been moved. If a spirit told you not to jump off a bridge, you jump purely out of spite. I jump off bridges for a living, Walter. Oh, Houdini. I died making a living. Something tells me you've made enough to stop, and yet you don't. You might call that suicidal. Mina. I wish I hadn't found you. I liked how I remembered you before all this. Do better now. And don't look for me again.
guess that's it. Walk away now. Long way down. Walter! Walter, no. No, no, come back, Walter. I can't feel him anymore. So... Are we supposed to vote now? Who gives a damn? Obviously, I consider the whole affair fraudulent. Under proper constraints, she was unable to manifest any physical phenomena, so she covered it up with portents and bluster. The bell did ring. Once. I vote in favor of their authenticity. I've seen plenty of proof before now. Prince, it hinges on your vote. I know less now than I ever did. I would need more evidence. You won't be gathering that evidence here. If we can't observe any more seances, the investigation can't continue. You'll have to make some kind of decision, Prince. I can't discount everything I've seen, but if I could, I would vote inconclusive. That settles it. Does it? Seems to me- I don't need your trifling reward money. Just don't waste any more of my time. Get out of my house. Go to your room and stay there! You should probably go. Yes, I may have overstayed my welcome. Prince, shall we make our escape? I do feel like another seance or two would help cement my opinion, but if there are no other opportunities... Collins, let's get this thing out of here. We'll take care of it. I appreciate that, but I'd like to have it for demonstration. We'll send it after you. Very well. Never mind, Collins. Thank you for your time, Mrs. Crandon. I may still be able to sway Prince before he casts a definitive vote. If Houdini thinks one blank seance is proof of anything... Mina, are you... Listen, we can still win this. You too, Bird. Me? Just Bird now, is it? Please don't make this more difficult. Right. Of course. Hospitality does have its limits. Good day, Mina. I do hope... Well, goodbye. Walter... John! And thus stands the investigation into the mediums of the world. And to this day, the prize money remains unclaimed. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your attendance. I hope you enjoyed the tricks I performed for you this evening and that you leave here a little more skeptical of the tricks you may see off stage. Good night and never stop seeking the truth. Thank you.
helicopter? No need, Jim. Thank you. I'll just get off my feet for a while. My God, Houdini. Ah, Sir Arthur. I don't suppose you might be a hallucination. I thought perhaps the cane and the cast were part of the show. What happened? There's an apparatus. You've seen the show. The thing that lifts me upside down for the water escape malfunctioned last night, gave my foot a squeeze, just a fracture. And you go on giving shows anyway. You really are a madman. Oh, these things are state of the art, and I have the best people in the business operating them. But a good trick has to at least look dangerous. No one would read Sherlock Holmes if you always kept him safe. Sherlock Holmes has the advantage of being fictional. I have killed him before, and I can bring him back any time I choose. You are not so easily replaced. I suppose I have to make the connection for you. You do remember Walter's warning? Hmm. Did a little bird tell you about that? It's my responsibility to get a full account of the proceedings. I spoke with Bird and Doctor and Mrs. Crandon. Doctor and Mrs. Crandon. She's still with him, then. Did you think you destroyed their marriage as well as their reputations? I'm glad to say things haven't gone as far as that, although given the way you've treated them, revealing their identities in public to every audience Oh, for heaven's sake, man. We gave them warnings, we gave them chances, and this is what they chose. They had everything, and they chose to be con men. There have to be consequences, or else this time next week I'll be stepping backstage to find you waiting to tout the next opportunist who's pulled the wool over your eyes. Really, Houdini? Feeling honest tonight, are we? I'm sorry. One can almost hear the friction as those words leave your mouth. I'm sorry. It was a cruel thing to say. You're in pain. I'm not. I've had some bad news. My brother's died. I see. My condolences. Thank you. We weren't close, but it does mean some upheaval in the family. I hesitate to ask, but the message you received from... From Madame Concordia, yes. And then from... From Mrs. Crandon, yes. About someone who needed... Someone who needed forgiving, yes. This was the person those messages would concern if one accepted them as genuine. But I do not. These people aren't like you and me. They see kindness as weakness. They find that tender spot, that sincere spot, and they attack. They did it to me, and they've done it to you. The public needs to be warned. I'll say this for you, Houdini. You're as fierce an enemy as you are a friend. I wish I knew which you were to me. Of course you're my friend. We are terribly alike each of us clinging to what he knows best. Since we're being frank, let me tell you something. When you end your show, you leave the stage to clapping and cheering. But when the applause has died, what do you send them home with, apart from the worry that they'll be swindled? What vision of the world? Spiritualism has answers to the questions of the times, and warn all you like. People will not stop asking. Ah, take a rest, man.
You may have missed a chance to take good advice, but tomorrow is another day. Thank you for your attendance this evening. I, Madame Concordia, offer you my ardent apologies for the delay. We need just a moment longer to perfect our room's vibrations, and my assistant Torvald will seat you. Soon we will enter a realm of memories and possibilities. Thank you for your patience. Mina? Florence? My God, it's Mina! Been... Shh, 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 shh. Call me Isabel. You've changed your name? What's going on? Florence, you can't tell anyone I was here. Leroy doesn't know. Promise me. Of course. I won't tell a soul. Are you all right? Oh, fine. <laughs> you know, it's just nice to have a secret. Leroy's working at the hospital tonight, so I thought I'd go out and see someone else do the work for a change. Have you been coming to Madame Concordia? Since our group split up, just to keep in touch. Are you coming in tonight? Honestly, Mina, she doesn't hold a candle. Starting late is the least of it. It's all, what did we used to call it? Tearful reunions. We used to laugh at these kinds of mediums, you and me. And now here we are, slumming it together. And you're sure no one will know you? You're still the talk of the town. Mr. Bird put your picture in his book. Were you aware? Yes, I didn't... I didn't think he'd do that. And it was in quite a few of the papers, too, you know. I know. I know. I thought maybe you hadn't read all the things they've said. I mean, no one could blame you. Leroy reads them. Out loud. My favorite was one that said I was supernaturally devoid of imagination. They're much nicer to him. He gets called a respected surgeon. Although there was the one that just called him a yachtsman. Ranted about that for days. Just awful. They have no idea. You were the best we'd ever seen. Oh, Florence. I do miss you and the old gang. We had a fun time, didn't we? What have you been doing since then? Without Walter? We struggled. I think Leroy was close to giving up. But you'd never believe... I can't say too much. Leroy is calling for absolute secrecy, but... We found some strong evidence of irregularities in the contest. We've done some investigating of our own and come to some really stunning conclusions. We'll be going public soon and it'll set the whole record straight. And everything is so much more scientific than before. Leroy's been taking measurements of oh, just about everything you can imagine. Sounds exciting. I wish I could say more. You know, scientists, never breathe a word until you've got results. We've kept an eye on the papers just to see where the rest of the field is, but no one seems to be on this trail but us. What are you looking for tonight, Mina? I read an article that said... It said Madame Concordia has received messages from Walter. Do you know anything about that? Well... Yes. Florence. I mean, I've seen what they're referring to, but honestly, I haven't found it at 
all. But surely, even if you weren't certain, the best thing was to tell me. Honestly, Mina, the timing. It was just when the papers were all piling on you, and I'm not sure she did it for anything but attention. Shouldn't I be the one to judge? If anyone would know him, wouldn't it be me? Roy doesn't allow any mention of Walter. So I've got no way to know what's happened to him unless... It's all right. I'm here now. I'm sorry, Mina. I just didn't want to get your hopes up and... Ladies and gentlemen, at long last, a workable frequency has been reached. I feel certain that our efforts tonight will be rewarded. Please, as you enter, wipe your feet, pass Torvald your coats, and clear your mind of worldly things. Soon, we will breach the veil. Finally. Shall we go in? Care to introduce her to your old friend, Isabel? It's late. After all this delay, I'm really feeling the weather in my bones. I ought to get home. Are you sure? Yes. Are you going in? Yes. All right. Good luck, Mina. Thank you. I've got a good feeling. was Marjorie and Houdini, Part 4, Broken Spirits. Written by Matthew Morris and Andrew Ferrier, with help from Jack Townsend. You heard the voices of Helen Jacks, John Angelo Cassaro, Andrew Ferrier, Harmon Gunston, Jeff Quash, Lincoln Belleville, Jack Townsend, Matt Stanley, Lady Delaney, and Anne Mammoth. We had recording help from James Lanius, and mastering and sound design from Zach Lanius. You can support the show at ko-fi.com slash thesnakespaw. We've had a great time sharing stuff more often over the last month or so. We're going to shift back to our every other week schedule for the time being. We'd love to hear what you think about what you've been hearing. You can find us online at thesnakespaw.com. And there are links there to all our various social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.